Welcome, Minecraft enthusiasts, to the 20th episode of the Minecraft Short Stories podcast. On the agenda for today's episode, we have more listener stories. Then we have a very fun quiz afterwards. After the quiz falls a special segment that you should stick around to hear. Finally, we have the mob trivia segment. In this episode, the mod is most definitely a Minecrafter's favorite mob, and undoubtedly the best pit in Minecraft. Before all that, all the people who participated in the poll and the reviews of Apple Podcast. A shout-out goes to BattleCatVIR, IBC.co, Carson83, and DangerPaint. Now, time for the results of the previous poll. The poll question was, what version of Minecraft added the end dimension? The options are 1. Java Edition Beta 1, 2. Java Edition 1.2.1, 3. Java Edition 1.0.0, or 4. Minecraft Xbox 360. And the correct answer is 2. Java Edition 1.2.1, and 31% of people got this right, which is the majority by 1%. Coming in second place for most voted is Java Edition Beta 1. But let's get right into stories. Axolotl was a cute, blocky, pink creature. She was bouncy and happy, and loved to dance. The lush caves provided beautiful places to rest and play. She passed day after day in the calm, peaceful pool with its clay bottom and small waterfall. Sometimes, she would leap out of her pool onto a nearby drip leaf and bounce from leaf to leaf. On other days, she would laze around and suck on sweet glowberries. Occasionally, she would even glow bathe on the moss or pick azaleas. But even though on the outside she smiled and faced and laughed and generally lived a seemingly perfect life, on the inside, she was just lonely. Warden didn't like noise. Every rattle from a skeleton, every boom from a nearby creeper, every groan from a dying zombie felt like agony. Warden was weird and small, and didn't fit in with the countless other wardens living in the huge, deep, dark cities. And even though he was surrounded by beings and mobs, he felt more lonely than any other creature under the earth, except maybe Axolotl. One day, Warden was sick of his city and his friends jeering at him and all the noise. He was fed up. He had seen enough of the dark, deep slate walls separating him from the silence of the cavernous cave around him. He decided to leave. One day, or night, there wasn't any real time in the large, dark cavern. Warden sat upon his cobbled, deep slate perch and crept down the endless, winding passageways towards the only entrance. No warren had ever gone through the doors. No warren except the large, bulky, roaring ones who crept from the ground and killed any intruding players. Warren took one step, then another, and suddenly realized he was free. He traveled for thousands and thousands of blocks through the vast caverns. Along the way, he saw dripstone and lava and numerous ores. Sometimes he even found diamonds. But still, he traveled, killing any mob that made any kind of noise along the way. One day, Warren saw a beam of light protruding from behind a tangle of vines. Had he finally found the overworld? But no. As he entered through the endless current of vines, he found the source of light. Glowing berries. They were everywhere. Warren devoured the delicious berries and continued. Soon, the narrow passage widened into a beautiful, lush cave. Warren sat down in wonder by a small clay pool and lay down on a soft patch of moss. He had never felt anything like it. Suddenly, he heard a splash. It was soft and clear and beautiful, and Warren loved it. He had discovered water for the first time. For once, Warren wished the sound would continue, but what had made it? Axolotl trembled behind the tallest drip leaf she could find, but soon she would have to return to the water. Axolotl risked a peek. The creature didn't look too bad. In fact, it was kind of cute. 
Axlala moved slightly, and suddenly, Warren turned straight towards her. In his months of wandering the caves, he had learned to feel surroundings even better. He was blind, so most Warrens relied on hearing to find their prey. But Warren didn't like noise. He preferred to feel vibrations around him. Suddenly, Warren felt the creature. He could feel it was cute, light, and most importantly, silent. Without even talking, both of them could understand each other. And that was today. Warden and Axolotl became best friends. Some days, they would harvest glowberries. Other days, Axolotl would teach Warren how to swim. The lush caves were an endless playground, and soon, days became weeks, and weeks became months, and the two were the happiest they'd ever been. And one day, Axolotl had an idea. After a week of preparation, Warren picked up Axolotl, and the two set off to find a huge pool of water, where they could dance and play, and maybe even find lava. Axolotl wanted to see diamonds, and Warren longed for a giant pool to swim and splash in. After a week of searching, they finally found what they were looking for, a huge aquifer. Diamonds dotted the sides of the pool, and Warren wading through the water contained the subtle ripples of the liquid. And that's when they found Glow Squid. He was beautiful and glorious, and Axolotl and Warren were content to sit and watch him for hours and hours on end. Finally, they were both content. They discovered everything to know about their amazing caves. And even more importantly, they both discovered their first true friend. This story was by Wisewing77. The next story is called The Corruption, Part 2, The Nether. This is a continuation to The Corruption, which is in a previous episode. The episode's name is Is The Corruption of Minecraft? And this is by the same author, and the author is Waylon Hawk Nichols. The Corruption, Part 2, The Nether. Where did you go? I found diamonds, Joey's friend said. After that experience, he was traumatized. I'm just going to go to that village over there. He started walking over to the village. When he got there, he placed on a crafting table. He put two pieces of iron and a stick and made a sword, just in case it happened again. He started walking around the village. There's a blacksmith. He burst into excitement. Maybe I'll find diamonds, he thought. He started hearing a hissing noise. He started to run as fast as he can. There was a creeper. He ran into a village house, closing the door behind him. Phew. He turned around, and the creeper was gone. He went to the blacksmith, looted it, and looked out the window. There was a ruined portal. He ran with even more excitement. There was only one crying obsidian. It was in the corner, and two pieces missing. When he opened the chest, there was a gold sword, a fire charge, a flint, three obsidian, and an enchanted golden apple. Yes, there's enough obsidian to fix the portal, Joyce said, as he placed the obsidian in the places missing and lit it. He told his friend, I made another portal. His friend started running as fast as he could. Then they hopped in. They saw the fiery red nether blazing as hot as the sun. They started wandering. Joey, then his friend beside him. Joey saw a fortress. He asked his friend if he sees it too, but it was not there. He looked around for him. All he saw was black goop on the floor where his friend was standing. He took out his sword, knowing what was about to happen. He ran to a quarter and, and partly blocked up one block above him, two by his feet. He drank a strength potion and a fire potion. He saw a horde of them, black goo dripping off their very contorted faces. He put up a shield, broke the block in front of him, and ran at them, sword ready for the fight. He started to hit them with his sword, but he was doing no damage. But then he remembered the golden apple from the rune portal. He quickly ate it, and they had the strength. He saw his friend in the crowd. Only thing different from the rest is there are tears. He killed everyone besides his friend at the end of the fight. There are two left, his friend and one more. He killed the final one, and then dropped a book. He locked up his corrupted friend and read it. It said a lot about the research on these monsters. Somewhere close to the last page, it said, 
The only way to cure them is by throwing a fire charge at them. He took the fire charge he got from the portal's chest and threw it at his friend. He turned back to normal. All the goo fell off. The tears just evaporated like a normal liquid in the nether. His friend just left the game, so he went back to the portal, went to his house, and left the game. That's enough Minecraft for today. The next story does not have a name and is by Ruary. Chapter 1 The Portal. A familiar sound. Steve and Alex, jumping, turned to face the green monster. Too late. Light flashed and the two awoke next to each other. Quick, urged Steve. All our stuff is in the obsidian cave. Together, they hurriedly rushed into their minds, down the long, winding caves. Following their, their torch paths, they made their way down as fast as they could, not caring that their feet were turning red as damage slowly built up. As stone turned to deep sleep, they rounded a final bend. There, cried Alex. Our stuff is still here. Thank God. She dashed for the items, meticulously picking through them for her own. But Steve didn't budge. What's wrong? she asked when she finally turned realizing he was not beside her. She saw Steve just standing there, staring at something behind her. Slowly, she turned her head to follow his eyes. A glowing purple pool of light stood there in the middle of the cave, something Alex hadn't noticed in a hurry. Encased in a ring of obsidian, their radiant matter shimmered with otherworldly light and was producing a low, ambient hum. So quiet, one wouldn't notice it, unless they were standing perfectly still. Steve was the first to speak again. Alex, I think I read about this once. It looks like something the ancients wrote about. Something called a nether portal. I wonder why it just suddenly appeared here, though. Before that creeper came out of nowhere just now, this cave was like any ordinary obsidian cave. Something we've seen dozens of times before. They're not rare. They've been here for thousands of years. Caused by ancient lava pools cooling. I've looked at him. Thanks for the history lesson, Steve. I know what obsidian caves are. It seems so space between these obsidian blocks has been filled with these, with this weird purple, I don't know what to call it. Perhaps this explosion triggered something in the obsidian? Hmm. Well, there's only one way to know for sure. This is a portal to another dimension. Here, hand me my stuff. He stared towards her. That would be pretty cool, replied Alex with a mixture of excitement and apprehension, building within her as she tossed Steve his items. But I'm not so sure we should try going through yet. We don't know anything about the nether, except that the elders say we should never try to visit it. Plus, we barely have half-iron gear, which is mostly broken in at this point. And remember, that creeper just took one of each of our lives. We're both down to, what, eleven now? Well, we'll never know if the nether's that bad, unless we see for ourselves. You know as well as I do, that as soon as we tell anyone about this portal, the elders, the elders, will, take it, the elders will take it away or destroy it or something. I'm going in now while we still have the chance. Are you coming or not? Alex nodded, still looking very worried. They put on cracked, hand-me-down bits of iron armor, and took out their handy stone swords. Giving each other a final glance, they each took a deep breath, and with fearful grins, slowly stepped into the translucent purple portal. End of part one. The next story is called The Creeper Raiders, by Chase. Once upon a time, a lonely creeper was in an abandoned pillager post. Charles has to watch out for pillagers raiding the old villager-inhabited pillager post. He was caught trying to steal the heart of the sea, which is now evil. The crazy thing is, the pillager's boss is the heart of the sea, which Charles has ended, and that's why pillagers and creepers always try to catch him. On this very day, five microfears ago, he was banished from the creeper tribe. He dreads this day because every year, the creeper and the pillager army set foot on the land he lives on to catch him. They come over the mountains and raid the village, and then destroy any villagers not willing to give information about Charles. 
Charles used to have a band of players that, that go against creepers and pillagers, but all of the players have been banned from the server. So every house made by a player is inhabited by creepers or pillagers. In the lonely pillager outpost, Charles sits looking up at the moon, hoping that all creepers and pillagers will not band together to capture him. In the pillager fortress, all the pillagers are getting ready for a long trip up a mountain and raid a village. While the creepers in Creeper City all get struck by lightning to be turned into charged creepers, the most deadly form of creeper, just this moment, a villager caught up in the raid and gave all the villagers and pillagers the location of Charles. They sent a letter to the supercharged creeper army. Once they got the message, they marched to the abandoned pillager outpost. Charles was struck by lightning, which made him completely identical to the creeper army. They marched along an old path made years ago and started destroying the tower. Charles heard them about a hundred blocks away and came up with a plan, but he would blow up the creeper army. He had to hide the heart of the sea so any village would have the power to destroy the pillager army. When Charles called up to the army, they were so shocked to see Charles attack them that they all exploded and he and the villagers would not see another creeper again. This next story is by an anonymous author. It is called The Truth of the Nether. Down, deep down, deeper than you could ever imagine, past caves and sea, past a deep slate, right underneath the bedrock, the nether is the most dangerous place in all of Minecraftia. Yet people still go down there, most of them die, and the ones who don't are scarred for life and driven into insanity. Everyone blames it on the creepers living there, piglins, blazes, wither skeletons, striders, magma cubes, but they are wrong. The reason why bastions are destroyed is the first time players discover the nether, there's a mass stampede for everything there. Back then the piglins were peaceful folk and did not know how to defend themselves. The only reason they attack you now is that they don't want any more destruction. The same thing happened to the blazes and wither skeletons. Wither skeletons were hated even more because they had a condition where anything they touched became poisoned. The blazes panicked when players came and began shooting fireballs and have been unstable ever since. And that is the truth of the nether. And as promised, it is now time for a quiz. To answer the quiz, I will set up a poll on Spotify with the quiz questions, and you can vote there. If you are in Apple Podcasts, you can put your answer down in the comments below. Just make sure to be clear about which poll it is for, and you may get a shout-out in the next episode. Okay, so the quiz question today is, how tall is a ghast, not including the tentacles? What I mean by this is, how tall is a ghast, excluding the tentacles? How many blocks tall is it? The options are A, 3 blocks tall, B, 2.5 blocks tall, C, 4 blocks tall, or lastly, D, 5 blocks tall. Make sure to either vote on the poll or put your answer in the comments below. This is a very special segment. Why? Because while recording this, I am wearing a very special shirt. Why it's special is because it's my, my new merch. merch. I have a merch shop now. The link is in the description. This is a good way to show your appreciation for the work I put into the podcast. It's Bella Plus Canvas, so it's high quality, breathable, light, and soft. Right now, there are only a few shirts, but my favorite is one of the newer ones added, the Axolotl t-shirt. The shirts are for both boys and girls. Right now, it's only in the youth size, but I'll have grown-up sizes as soon as I can. It is now time for the mob trivia segment. As you may have guessed from the intro, the mob trivia, the mob that we are doing today, is the axolotl. 
An axolotl is a passive, aquatic mob, endemic to the lush caves biome that hunts most other aquatic mobs such as squid or elder guardians. It can appear in one of five colors, pink, gold, brown, cyan, or the rarest, with a 1 in 1,200 chance, blue. Axolotls are passive towards players and can be attached to leads. Axolotls give regeneration 1 for 100 game ticks, 5 seconds, per axolotl in the fight, up to a duration of 2,400 game ticks, which is 2 minutes. And remove mining fatigue when a player kills a mob that is in combat with an axolotl. Axolotls attack all aquatic mobs except turtles, dolphins, frogs, and other axolotls. They also attack drowned. An axolotl deals 2 heart points of damage per attack. After killing a non-hostile mob, there's a 2 minute cooldown before another non-hostile mob can be hunted. Axolotls prioritize attacking hostile mobs over non-hostile mobs. If an axolotl takes damage underwater, it plays dead. Unlike most mobs, axolotls cannot be moved by flowing water. However, they are still affected by bubble columns. Axolotls prioritize attacking Axolotls, pri axolotls prioritize attacking hostile mobs over non-hostile mobs. If an axolotl takes damage underwater, it may play dead, dropping to the ground for 200 game ticks, 10 seconds, re while gaining regeneration 1. Unlike most mobs, axolotls cannot be moved by flowing water. However, they are still affected by bubble columns. Hostile aquatic mobs ignore healing axolotls. Axolotls can leave the water and wander about on land. When axolotl leaves the water, it wanders as far as 8 or 9 blocks beyond the water's edge before returning to the water, as long as there is water at least 2 blocks deep within 16 blocks of the axolotl. Axolotls can also die out of the water as passengers in a boat. Unlike fish, dolphins, and squid, axolotls do not die on land in rain or in a thunderstorm. Adult axolotls can be led and bred with buckets of tropical fish. After breeding, a baby axolotl spawns and 1-7 to seven experience is generated. Parents cannot be bred again for 5 minutes in Java Edition or 1 minute in Bedrock Edition.